The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. We are live, pal. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm of course, your host, Jose Young, here from fighting.com. It is a really through December afternoon here in Phoenix, Arizona. I know Guillermo Cruz, who is one of the co-hosts this week. We figured there's a lot of Brazilian fighters in the headlines from last weekend, so we should get the best Brazilian MMA media person on the planet on the show. So, Guillermo, how's the weather down in sunny Brazil? Yeah, it's, it's sunny. It's hot. It's so good. Good to be here back today. Side talk about some fighting video guys. Oh, we're always happy to have Guillermo on. So I know everyone was excited when I announced he was coming back. But Casey, how's life in Englewood? Do do. Uh, Englewood's up to good. You know, just uh, staying pretty much quarantined and hanging out by the fire, staying cute. You know, How, how's lockdown? Well, it's kind of lockdown. It's like one of those lockdowns, but no one's really um, doing. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's just it's feels the same. Uh, just right. Still have a job, still healthy, so everything's perfect for me. There you go. It's pretty terrible here in Arizona. I think I think we have the highest spike in the entire country. But no, no, no t- one wants t- to hear. T- Tennessee took that over. Your second place. Tennessee took it over. So we're now number two. I know we'd fall eventually. We're on the decline, guys. We went from one to two. Anyway, you guys know the drill. You can leave a question in the comment section. You can leave a question on Twitter. You can leave a question on YouTube. Casey's Manning. I already see Jessica Crystal Cruz saying happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I got my black coffee here. My MMA fighting mug. Casey, what is our first question from our lovely, lovely listeners? Man, do, do, do. First question. First question. From Zakuko Kegi on the site, longtime commenter, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Do you guys have any insight as to why Rumble signed with Bellator? So, yes, uh, one of the two big moves to Bellator, I'm sure we'll get a question about the other one, so we won't spoil it, uh, to hop from UFC to Bellator or the UFC parted ways with a high-profile fighter, and Anthony Rumble Johnson signed with Bellator. There's no word on who he fights first or why he signed, but... What do you guys make of Anthony Rumbles Johnson's jump from the UFC to Bellator years after his last UFC fight? And in recent months, he's been teasing, come back. The UFC wanted him. When I was at the press conference, Dana White said, we want him to stay. He wanted to stay. 
just didn't work out. And his exact phrasing was, use your imagination when someone asked why. So, Guillerme, what do you make of Anthony Rumble Johnson's jump to Bellator? When I use my imagination, I just think about money. I think that's the only reason why he, he wouldn't stay in the UFC. And especially with the UFC uh, releasing a lot of big names, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they would be willing to spend a lot of money in someone like Anthony Johnson. But it's a bit surprising to me, considering he was willing to fight at, one, at, at both 205 and heavyweight. Yeah. And both divisions uh, need someone like uh, Anthony Johnson. So that's a, a big surprise for me when I heard that he was leaving to sign with Beltor. Yeah, when Dana White said that he was going to cut maybe 60 fighters by the end of the year or around this time, Anthony Rebel Johnson was not one of the names I thought, especially because, Casey, remember when we were at the Dominance MMA Media Day, he said he was the one that wanted to fight Francis Ngannou. He wanted to fight the scariest guy. Uh, he wanted him to fight right away, so he was willing to fight the biggest names right away. Casey, what do you think about Rebel jumping? He wanted to fight Francis Ngannou if you paid him right. Mm -hmm. So Guillermo answered, yeah. the damn, answered the damn question already. It's money. It's money. It's the only reason. Like, you sure? Oh, whoops. Is that, is that Francis? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, hold on. Sorry. Um, it's money. Like, if, 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 if UFC is going to offer this much. AJ has already left UFC before. He, he, went, he, he went to go. He got cut because he missed weight a bunch. Oh, like that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really matters. yeah. All you have to do is... Here's and Anthony Johnson wasn't the Anthony Johnson when he lost to Vitor Belfort got cut. He wasn't no. this big of a name like yeah. this time. Right. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, yeah, uh, I and, 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 until Anthony Johnson tells us how much the UFC was offering and how much he got paid from Bellator, I mean, unless he's taking less money to go to Bellator, I mean. I think the interesting thing is when we see fighters in recent, the last year or so, that want more money, and they leave or they get cut, Dana White trashes them yeah. at a press conference or interviews. Yeah. Did not do that with Rumble. Yeah, Just he said, did. use your imagination. Nope. That's a no, trash. That is a trash. Yeah, no. yeah. Go Here's back what did he say to Masvidal? What did he say to John Jones? What did he say to Connor? What did he say to all these keys? Like he did the whole John Jones wants Deontay Wilder money. He's not that big of a star. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, he's like, he just didn't want the fight. There's ways you, there's a lot of different ways you can turn down a fight. All he said about Rumble Johnson was use your imagination. He said he, wa he said he wanted to be in the UFC. He said he wanted to be in the UFC. I also know Anthony Rumble Johnson uh, is very big into smoking marijuana. If they are, if he does, if he wants to be able to smoke weed and fight and not test positive for anything, maybe he wants to go to Bellator. But that's just hypothetical, subjective stuff that I don't know of. Just saying, it might not be money because Dana White didn't seem to trash him as hard as he did previous fighters. I think he totally trashed him. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's, he's I, said, I agree with Casey here. Yeah, I mean, without, without saying that, that, that's something into it makes you imagine that Anthony Johnson, for some reason, is running away from who knows. He's he said, What did he say? He says he wants to be here, right? He said yeah. he wanted to stay, yeah, we wanted true. him to stay. That's trashing him because that that means they're putting they're basically kind of trashing all his his signing to Bellator goes oh he only signed to Bellator because you know we had you know there was something going on he he can tell you yeah like the, like the Yair thing he was like oh boy you don't Yair's in trouble oh boy, I'm, I'm gonna let him tell him it was just like that's, yeah he he didn't he didn't update his the locations role, what was the yeah the Yair thing wasn't money yeah I know but like he trashes them like that's that's 
he knew what it was, but he made it sound like this big thing. And even with uh, AJ, he's like, he wants to be here. He wants to be here. He's like, no, he, AJ wants the biggest checks. That's what he wants. Because he's a prize fighter. Or, that's, and well, that's the apparently we have an interview. Apparently, we have an interview with Rumble on our site coming soon. So maybe we'll have some more quest answers for these questions. But what about? Are you excited? Are we excited to see Anthony Johnson? I'm all excited to see Anthony Johnson fight whoever. Like he's an yeah. exciting individual. Also, shout out to Corey Anderson for the absolute best Instagram post I've seen in years. Do you see that, Casey? Corey Anderson, um, there's this it's like a funny skit on Instagram of this guy, and like it's like a, one of these like funny vine Instagram skits where a guy opens a bag of chips and then his friend like just kind of pokes his head around the corner and his friend is like I can't nothing in this house. And he's superimposed on the bag of chips. It says Bellator light heavyweight title. And when the bag opens, his friend that pokes around the corner has a big Anthony Johnson uh, graphic over his head. And, the, and then he, Corey Anderson is like, I can't have nothing in this, in this promotion. It was good. It was funny. Very uh, self-aware. Good for, good for Corey Anderson. It was very I'm, funny. It's probably I, the funniest thing Corey Anderson has ever done in his life. <laughs> well, 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 I think Corey Anderson. I don't. I don't think of comedian, but yeah, it's nice to have a good laugh every once in a while. It was nice to have. He was having a laugh at his own expense. Yeah, yeah. They, they never fought, right? Never. Yeah. No. It'll be fun. Do do do. Any more insight? We good? When the in, when the interview comes out, I'm sure we'll have more answers yeah. or more questions or both. Next question. All right, let's go to the YouTube comments. Joseph Boza, Bellator 254. I checked out Ali Malay versus Juliana. It was a great fight. The commentary was making out like Bellator was pissed that Juliana only won because of the pandemic. Thoughts? Casey, you picked the question. You and Alima are very close. Um, I was driving to Las Vegas when the fight was the fight car was happening, so I missed this fight, so I can't really speak on it as much. So, but what did you make of Juliana's win over Alimale or dethroning Alimale? Uh, well, just to the comment talking about the commentary making it out like Juliana only won because of the pandemic. I didn't get a sense of that. I thought what they said was which I thought was accurate. And um, it was like this fight was first of all it was a big layoff for Lima and Vasquez, but um, Lima's last three fights have been two of those fights were in Hawaii, one fight was in San Jose, so essentially she had like a serious serious hometown advantage and everything. So this is gonna be the first fight in a long even when Lima fought sorry even in um, uh, the uh, uh, the casino around here it was still like. 95% people going crazy for her. So that let her last every title, every one of her title defenses, essentially. So this is her first title defense against her toughest opponent with zero crowd. And they just said that will have an effect on Alima. And I don't, and they're not saying, they didn't say she's going to lose or Juliana won because of this. I think that's just a fact. You know, it's like some crowds really inspire fighters. Some crowds don't really matter. And I think Alima said often, like, when like when when she walks out of the crowd, she he hears those hears those fans. She starts tearing up during the walkout. You know, she has the big opening ceremonies and every, the the big walkout with all her friends and family, doing um you know, whatever they do. You know, just or stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's all they really said. 
And I didn't think it, I didn't think they were trying to make excuses for him. I think they were just kind of stating the facts. Um, but back to yeah, go on. Was it a good fight? Yeah, it was a good fight. Alima started really slow. She came on toward the end, but wasn't enough. And um, I thought and I thought Alima said it really. And even all the post fight stuff, it was incredible. Like Alima, like the, the, her and Vasquez were in the middle of the cage. You know, she was telling the camera she's gonna be a great champion. She's awesome. Vasquez, you no, know, just super emotional. I mean, it was a good, it was a good fight. Um, Vasquez, she still she fights pretty conservative. She fights, she fights smart. She fights very smart. Conservative is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, she she reminds me of like Valentina in the sense that she won't go crazy unless she has to go crazy. So since Lima was Lima uh, couldn't take her down and she was losing the stand up for the most part. Yeah, uh, Vasquez just like just kind of cruised the decision. I mean, it was a competitive fight, but the clear winner was uh, uh, Vasquez. Brazil has a new champion. It's not in the UFC. It's yeah. in Bellator. Uh, have you? It, have you? Uh, what do you think of Juliana's win over Lima? It was a good win. It was not a, the the best fight of the year, but it was a good win for her. I mean, I, th- I think just this this fight should have happened a long time ago, uh, back when there was no pandemic and fans and all that. Should have ha- happened in Hawaii when when they did a car there, and both were fighting but different opponents. Uh, but uh, it's a good win for her, and I mean. In a in a good scenario, do you, it would help you that UFC. Uh, it would help Bellator to to come to Brazil one day. Finally, they have a lot of Brazilian champions, uh, but four, they have three, right? Of course, right now there are four. Four, uh, Chris. Yeah, or I keep five. About Chris. Oh, Chris Cyborg, Juliana, Patricio, and Douglas Lima. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, Pitbull has, has five, two belts. Has so he has belt. five. Yeah, yeah, so five belts. They have yeah. five belts, four champions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when this pandemic is over. They, yeah, they should have gone to Brazil years ago. That was like part when I interviewed Del, uh, Lima and Patricio before their fights in Chicago. That was when Pitbull was fighting Chandler and Diego was fighting, um, or Douglas was fighting MVP. Both of them were like, "When we win, we're going to Brazil." That was like two years ago, and they still haven't been. Now it also happened to me that they fought the day Anderson and Jose lost, and uh, Andrade won. It was all that same day. Yeah, that would. That 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 event was not a good day for 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 Brazil for for the UFC in Brazil because a lot of the big stars lost, so that yeah. was not a good night for the UFC. Wait, what's the what's the t- um what channels is Bellator air on TV in Brazil? Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, ESPN. Oh, ESPN. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They is were it- on Fox Sports, but Fox Sports no. Uh, they they kind of merged with the with ESPN here in Brazil, so ESPN. Uh, airs Bellator now uh, I, th- I think that 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 event aired on Fox Sports because ESPN was airing something else but it's on ESPN every Thursday so oh wow so UFC and ESPN sorry UFC and Bellator no, no, on, the, no. on the same channel no 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 uh, yeah. U- U- UFC in Brazil airs on Global and Combat that's so and confusing Bellator airs <laughs> so on ESPN confusing. no no it's a, it's, a, it's a different thing you know, no Global, no I believe <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's a global owns combat, and they air UFC on pay per view, and ESPN airs Bellator here. That's it. <laughs> that's so weird. I mean, that's just funny. You know, like yeah, uh, over here it's like whoa, UFC is on ESPN. It's the big, it's a big deal yeah. over there. It's like ah. yeah, it was like when 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 Bellator what? was airing on Fox Sports here, UFC was airing on Fox Sports in the in in, in the US. Is ESPN as big a network in Brazil as it is over here, or do we? 
No, it's, it's not the, the, oh, okay. the biggest sports channel. Uh, the, 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 the biggest sports channel is Sport TV, which is owned by Global. See, that's why we, that's why we bring you on, man. You got you, you know things, man. You're, you're, you're <laughs> of the word. Like here, I'm, just, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just a dumb American. Yeah, I don't know anything. Here, but not the, the biggest one. Yes, not the biggest one. Big here, but not the, the biggest one. Yeah. All right. I am wiser. Thank you. <laughs> Did you know this, Jose? Learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you, Joseph. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen the fight. Like, I, I wish I could speak on it. I was just driving because there was a massive rain monsoon in Phoenix when I was yeah. leaving, and no one can drive in Phoenix when it rains. A big bummer in the fight. That, did you see that big cut that Alima got? Mm -hmm. uh, you remember yeah. that big cut? Like, everyone thought it was like it was like from an elbow or something. She got it from the freaking cage because she dove in for a takedown, and her, and her head just hit the cage, and the cage yeah. sliced her eye open. Which I'm not it just it was just unfortunate, but the, obviously yeah. the biggest strike of the of the fight was that flying knee that Elima took to the face, and that broke yeah. her nose. But I felt like Elima actually fought better after that. Like she finally kind of woke up. Like she, I, I think yeah. that was in the third round, and she wound up winning the fourth round and then losing the fifth round. But um, yeah, yeah it's, it's like Mackenzie Ma Ma Dern against Vienna. She yeah. she just fought better after the broken yeah, nose. Yeah, after the broken nose, yeah, they're like, oh crap, I got to fight now. All right, here we go. <laughs> Do you think Juliana will hold the belt for a while? Man, um, actually, yeah, I was hoping someone was going to ask this. Um, y yes, I do. Um, and I think I think she's maybe one win away from us really talking about, like, how good is Juliana Vasquez? Because as far as I, I've probably seen her fight maybe three or four times now, and I haven't seen her in one bit of serious trouble. I do, like, and I just... She, I, I don't know how good she is. I mean, basically, with the the top being, you know, Valentina. I mean, it's important. I'm not gonna say, you know, she's better than Valentina Shevchenko, but like, actually, we just don't know how good she is. Um, she just seems to just she hasn't taken she hasn't taken any she hasn't been in any danger. I haven't seen any of her fights. Do you, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Gui? I, th I think the, the the biggest challenge for her are Lima. And Vanessa Porto, who just signed with uh, Bellator, she was the Invicta champion. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if she uh, fights Lima again down the road and fights Vanessa Porto and, and, and this is both of those, so I think there's there's no one else that, that, that really threatens her at the top of the division. Now, but, but where do you put her kind of overall in the, in, with all the flyweights in the world, every promotion? Nah, yeah. It's hard to compare because... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just hard, yeah. Yeah, because she, she hasn't fought uh, really the elites of the division. Bel Belter is doing a good job at the division, but you can compare the top channel in, in Bellator and the UFC. So it's hard, it's, it's hard to come here and say, yeah, she's better than Valentino. <laughs> we we uh, can't say that well, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but yeah, because uh, yeah, especially, yeah. especially in the ladies' flyweight, there's really no crossover. You, there's no common opponents. They, like every all the all the ladies seem to be fighting each other, but there's not too much cross rivalry like in, in like the LFAs or Invicta or anything like that. Like there's nothing really to compare it to. So it's, it's just hard to, hard to say. Yeah. Okay. Important question coming up right here. Important question. Hmm. Danielle Pompilio on the, on Twitter in honor of all the fight circus conversations going on lately, who wins an MMA fight between Gabby Garcia and Mighty Mouse? Hashtag the A side. Uh, no thoughts. Casey, you picked it. What are your thoughts? 
I didn't pick it. This, it was it was a question. That's an important question. Was, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, Gabby Garcia, Mighty Mouse. Is this MMA? Are we doing MMA? We, are we doing just spinning attacks or or any blindfolds? Any other rules? Per Daniel, it says in an MMA fight. All right. Um, hey, okay. Gabby Garcia. She's barely an MMA fighter. If it was if it was pure grappling, with Gabby Garcia weighing a solid what? I don't, I don't know how much. Was it? Oh, she's solid two hundred and muscle. No, she's 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 bigger than that. Okay, yeah. So she's like yeah, two twenty, yeah. like a solid two twenty, not a not a flabby two twenty or whatever. I think she's six four or something like that. She's she's she's, huge. Line, she's like a linebacker. Yeah, I've taken. A, I took. I've. <laughs> I've is, only, it, is it is it a ring or a cage? A ring. Is it a ring? Yeah, it's a ring. Okay. I mean, Gabby Garcia's uh, a beast on the ground, but can 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 she close this without getting? I mean, heat or stuff like that. She's, she, she, she's, she's way too big, I think. She would just rush like a crazy yeah. over Mighty Mouse. But Mighty Mouse, man, like, just, go just through the legs. Just take him on the ground. She'll never, she'll, she'll, never been there, she'll never be able to bend over far enough to find him. Yeah, she can just throw her cell phone right. into him. Just. Well, you know what? I'll talk to the Cam Soda guys and uh, let's, let's make it happen. Yeah, booking one of those Russian events that just got uh, yeah. that lady fighting a big man. Just <laughs> that was, that's that was, Bellator's that was, newest signee, <laughs> sir. That was awesome. Yeah, they signed the big man. No, they signed no, the no. <laughs> I, w- I wish they had signed both of them, like rematch. Yeah, let's, do rematch. This, let's do this in Connecticut. <laughs> I like, I like you're very polite to that man. We like the, the big man. Come the big <laughs> man. Remember that, big remember man. that little roll he did <laughs> into the cage? Yeah, that was like, epic, man. That guy is awesome. Him laying on the ground and, and, she, and she just celebrating the victory <laughs> with her foot over him. This is a uh, foot of the year. Well, uh, I'll find it later. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even, I'm, I, I, you know what? The, to answer your question, the fans. The fans win. Yeah, Gabby Garcia go. versus Mighty Mouse fan. Jose, no, uh, Jed would win. Jed wins. Jed wins. <laughs> fight of the night on this weekend's card. So many potential, potentially great fight. What's your prediction for fight of the night? Oh, he's talking about this weekend's card. Um, man, so UFC Vegas 17. I think that's the number. Headlined by Jeff uh, Steel Wonderboy Thompson and Jeff Hands of Steel Neil. Absolutely stacked card. Jose Aldo's on the card. I think he's opening the main card against Marlon so Chito Vera. The co-main, uh, right? Are they the co-main? Yeah, the co-main. So. Okay, yeah, they're the, the co-main. co-main. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a stacked card, top to bottom. Yeah. But Key, you have to put money on what on picking a fight of the night. What's your pick? Uh, Michelle Pereira is fighting, so and he's fighting Chaos Williams, so that's that's gonna be fire. Yeah, it's is that going to be competitive though? Because Michelle Pereira and so far Michelle Pereira and Chaos Williams have been in some pretty one-sided fights. What? That's my pick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think you get that's, a bonus that's, there. That's that's, fi- that's that's fight of the year, knockout of the year, everything of the year. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to get something. That's just going to be the yeah. if 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 that fight sucks, it's just going to be. It's just gonna be the crazy. It's gonna be the craziest fight of the year, just because like just something wild will happen. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean that's they. I if I was running the UFC, I would have that fight as the very first fight of the night, 
let them get rested up and bring him out again for the main event. It's like he's got like six, seven hours, you know, they should be good to go then. So um, that's how I would run things because that fight would be so good. You need to watch it twice. Mm. You know, Who you else know, is on the card? Does it matter? Yes. So some, just some, uh, some, other, some other dudes with lots of six, lots of six packs. There are several women's fights, so not just dudes. I need, um, I need to finish. Jillian Robertson's fighting. Most submissions in women's UFC history. We got Anthony Pettis is fighting on the prelim card. Um, Rick Glenn is returning after like three years. Greg Hardy and Marcin Tabur is on the card. Uh, let's not forget, because I'm pretty sure I saw another question. Marlon Marais, Rob Font. That's a scrap. Like we've talked about the bantamweight division, Casey's on record in the bantamweight division is probably the most exciting fight weight class in the UFC. We got Aldo, Marlon, Marlon, and Rob Font all on this card. There's a lot of great, and obviously it's Thompson and Neal's epic too. Awesome card. Can't pick fight of the night. There's too many to pick from. This fight, this card is so awesome. Dana White can't even be in the building. He has to go on vacation mm-hmm. just to control himself <laughs> from all the just. Emotion and excitement. excitement. Yeah, he's guy. Yeah. I, I, I want. He won't be able. To, he won't be able to be neutral and just you know be a nice promoter by the cage. He's like, I got. I guess I just want to be a fan. I need to go to my yacht in some ocean tropical place and just enjoy it there. That's how good this card Drawn is. Win, Drawn wins coming back too. I think it's his oh, first final while from his um, USADA suspension on meth, methamphetamines. Was that what it was? It was something I have. I don't remember. Someone make yeah. Chaos Williams a Wikipedia page. Yeah, he got, he's got he's got a topology page. That's all I need. Oh, my fault, Casey. Don't make any. No one make him a Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay. We're just, are we just ordering our, our viewers to go just start doing computer programming on their own? They're here, they're it's not computer programming. It's just writing. That's, all right. Go ahead and write one, Jose. Yeah. Do it right now. Do right, come on. Open yeah, open up a little window. I'll do it after K- the inside. Chaos Williams, <laughs> capital K. Chaos Fighter. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you for the question, Trumbo. He's been a commenter since I'm pretty sure the Luke Thomas days of this chat. Um, another question from Joseph Boza. Did Charles Oliveira create a mess in the lightweight division by winning eight in a row? 
Who knows how long Dana is in denial about Habib retiring and will the title be held up for a period of time? So, yes, Charles Oliveira dominated Tony Ferguson en route to a, a unanimous decision of the co-main event, UFC 256. That's his, as Joseph Boza just said, eighth win in a row. Obviously the biggest uh, name he's ever defeated. He has the most submissions in UFC history, the second most stoppage wins in UFC history. Uh, some of the, I think he's clearly one of the winningest fighters in UFC history. I wouldn't put him on the list of greatest lightweights ever just yet because a vast majority of his career in the UFC has been a featherweight and he missed a weight a bunch of times. He's well on his way. He's clearly well on his way. Still a young guy in his early thirties, but Guillerme Brazil's own Charles Oliveira has apparently created a mess in the lightweight title picture. The last time, one of the, actually the first time you were on the show, we were fantasy matchmaking him against Michael Chandler. And now Charles, Ver Charles Oliveira is being Tony Ferguson. What did you make of his win and what happens with the top five of the lightweight now? I think the UFC uh, finally allowed Charles Oliveira to create this match because he's been winning uh, for for a long time, but he wasn't fighting anyone from the in the in the top ten, the top five. And then just they, they just gave him Kevin Lee in March. He won impressively, and now all of a sudden, but by pure luck, he got Tony Ferguson. The, the fight he wanted to, to 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 take from from day one, and they they gave him just because Michael Chandler wasn't taking a fight in December. And he just excelled. It was a fantastic uh, performance. Uh, I mean, I I, I really wanna 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 see what the UFC does uh, because I would assume uh, Habib's not fighting again. So are they just giving him a title shot against the winner of uh, Dustin and Connor? I, I have no <laughs> idea because Michael Chandler is out there. So, but it's a good mess. It's a it's a it's a good mess. Uh, I don't know if. If Habib was still around, I, I don't think he would be the one to get the, the, the next title shot, uh, Charles Oliveira, because, I mean, even with Habib saying that Connor and Dustin already beat them both, uh, it's it's way bigger of a fight uh, for, for Habib if he, if he chooses to come back. So I don't think Charles Oliveira would jump over those two because of the business, business as, uh, aspect of this. But, uh, yeah, that was that was huge for him. It was ma absolutely massive, uh, especially for the lightweight title pursuit, like we said. I have some ideas, I think, of what possible fights, but Casey, what did you make of Charles' win, and where do you think? who do you think he should fight next? It was freaking awesome. Uh, he got robbed of 50K. He does absolutely deserves a performance bonus. Um, he got a bonus, right? Huh. The, the fight of the night, right? Was it? Fight, no. fight of the night, man. There was, there was, oh, there was, yeah, yeah. There was a fight, there was a fight yeah, after that. Yeah. There, was, there was a certain little yeah, scrap yeah, after yeah, that, yeah, sir. Yeah, I forgot sir? about that one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got robbed. Yeah, he got robbed. Fight of the night bonus. Yeah. Um, let me say, he, he, there was like two 10-8 rounds in that fight, potentially a 10-7 round. Um, man. Um, against Tony Ferguson. It's, it's against Tony Ferguson. And you know what? I predicted it. I knew it. I called it. But <laughs> enough about me. Let's talk about Charles the Bronx. It's never uh, enough about you. Wow. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, he won't, but he won't fight for a title soon. I mean, he won't fight for a title next. Uh, uh, he, he might be the B-side of a title fight, maybe after another win. But um, I think the UFC is going to try to keep him away from title shot because um, – 
Uh, they need guys like um, basically bigger names, people who draw more. And unfortunately, Charles Oliveira just isn't a guy that moves the needle, despite how freaking good he is. I'm just talking purely business. I'm not talking about actually how good he is. Just purely, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know that that the, the rock he held up when he won. Everyone's like, "What is that? What is that?" And then I looked at a bunch of old photos. He does that for every fight, and but we never, no one ever pays attention. Oh, Rocky! Um, when he um, the rock, he holds up a stone. A stone. And I asked him at the press conference. His dad found it hiking on a mountain, and he uses it to symbolize the story of David from the Bible, which, of course, David threw a rock between the eyes of the monster Goliath and knocked him out. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, so he wins. Yeah, he, ask he, him about it. Yeah, he he, 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 he When they raise his hand and they say, winner, Charles Oliveira, he holds up a stone. And I was like, what is this stone? And he told the story. It's a crystal. Press it's not a crystal. It's a, it's like a flat, <laughs> earthy stone. It counts. It counts. It counts. It counts. It's, a, yeah, uh, yeah. it's in the rock. We'll it. It's a He's geode. A, yeah, it's a geode. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Um, the eight wins in a row is super impressive, but super unfortunately impressive. we've seen we've seen this tale before with Tony Ferguson, where he won all those fights in a row, and then they were booking him in fights when he shouldn't have he should have got the title fight. Leon Edwards is in that same boat. I think the problem with Leon Edwards is a he was stuck in the UK and then he got COVID, so uh, he they were trying to get him fights. Uh, Dan Hooker said he had a fight coming up. I I assume it might be RDA. I'm not 100. percent Obviously, that's just like I'm just looking at the rankings. Charles Oliveira, I doubt, is going to get the winner. Poirier and Connor. Chandler's probably going to fight Justin Gaethje, which means he's still the odd man out at you know, this point. You know what? I'm going to say if, if Connor and fight Poirier uh, and then Habib doesn't come back, if they're, they're doing Gaethje and Chandler, who's left for, for Oliveira? Exactly. I think the only thing is if, if Gaethje fights the winner of McGregor and Poirier versus McGregor for the vacant title, and then Charles could fight Michael Chandler. That could be a possibility too. You know, because I, I know Gage, Chandler wanted to fight Gaethje and Gaethje, but then Gaethje did an interview with the Schmo where he's like, "I want, I want to fight the winner of McGregor Poirier for the vacant title." I think Charles Oliveira. I kind of changed. I changed my mind. Just like Charles Oliver, when he, getting his fight against Ferguson, it was all about just timing and not getting COVID. <laughs> and, Seriously. Um, if Charles Oliver can just stay healthy, he trains in the United States, right? He, he says he's – No. So, okay, Buffer said – Buffer said, But he lived in Houston. He trained and lived in Houston for years, right? Oh, that's what Buffer, Buffer – Because Buffer said fighting out of Houston, Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. Is Bruce Buffer lying to me too? I can't trust yeah, anyone. Yeah, you can't trust anyone in 2012. Yeah. He lives in San Paulo, like forever. Macaco, his his head coach, one of his mm -hmm. head coaches, he lives in Texas. He runs a, a gym in Texas. He's one of his managers too. So that's it. That's, that's it. That's, okay. Oh yeah, Macaco. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Go look at every one of his fights in the UFC. Every single time they go fighting out of Houston, Texas, and they're always confusing me because I'm from Houston, Texas. I know Derek Lewis is from there. I know there are a couple other fighters from there. Um, but I never heard Charles Oliveira there. And it's like, if Charles Oliveira lives in Texas for like a decade now and he speaks zero English, that's insane. So, okay. So, Bruce Buffer has, well, they also, has been pulling my leg. What did, I'm pretty sure they also, when they announced Tisha Torres, they said fighting out of Coconut Creek. And I think she's did her entire camp in Colorado for this oh, one. Yeah. Okay. 
So like, I think it's just old score, old intros you yeah, saying. Probably. And no one is correct. <laughs> no one's correct. Like, is Connor going to be announced as fighting out of Dublin, even though he did his entire fight camp in Portugal? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charles Oliveira, depending on his health and timing, it's it's going to be just being in the right place at the right time yeah. for Charles Oliveira to get that title shot. Who knows? Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor might get might get the Rona two weeks out, and then yeah. all of a sudden we have an interim title fight between Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira. It's like something weird like that is going to happen with Charles Oliveira. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, He'll be, so basically, yeah, Charles Oliveira will be the champ at the end of twenty twenty one. That's why I changed my mind. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Two champions that can't speak English. Dana White would be pulling whatever fictional Harry has out. <laughs> From Bunch Flood on Twitter. Serious question and a silly question. One, what is the greatest hip-hop song of all time and why? Two, how many people without any training, never wrestled, grappled, or boxed, would it take to defeat Izzy in a fight? Friend claims three, but I say six to eight <laughs> because of intimidation factor. Oh, man. There is so much to unpack from this tweet. Greatest hip-hop song of all time is a subjective. I have a million thoughts on the matter. I could talk about it for an hour. Casey, right out of the gate, what is your fa- What is the greatest hip-hop song ever? I assume this question is coming because Aunt, Aunt Andreas and I basically spent 45 minutes talking about hip-hop on the week you missed, Casey. Yeah. Oh, man. Greatest hip-hop song ever? Oh, boy. It is obviously it is subjective and generational. It no, depends it's, on what it's, you like. It's not subjective. It's, it's a fact. Whatever yeah, I say is. next is a fact. Um. It's, it <laughs> just depends on what people like. Influential isn't always the greatest, is what I'm trying to say. Nah. Come back to you. Yee, what's the greatest hip-hop song of all time? Sorry, I'm not a hip-hop guy. Oh, bummer. What? <laughs> Uh man, mind playing tricks on me by Ghetto Boys. It is that is top ten for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. No one ever puts that in the top ten. Mind That's playing. way up there. That's like top three most underrated songs in my mind. Yeah, because no one puts that in the top five yeah. or top ten. Top ten. Um, mind playing tricks on me. Uh, it's just like, dude, I love. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm from Houston, so I'm just I'm I'm gonna be really so much more influenced by Southern hip hop. Like I would put like. Uh, um, sorry, Derek Lewis's walkout song, Tops Drop. That mm-hmm. is just a classic Houston song. And um, uh, <laughs> wait. Esther Lynn um, says, uh, G and a G. You remember, you remember that song? I sure do. Which Gracie was that by? Halick? Halick? I don't Halleck? know. Which Halleck. is the one that ran Metamoris? Like he Halleck was the Halleck. It was Halleck, yeah. Halleck, yeah. Halleck, yeah. Not G and a G. Yeah, Gina Gee. Okay, okay, Gina Gee is like top twenty. Sorry, Estrelin. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, oh man, I have a Moment of Truth by Gangstar. It's got to be up there. It's just, I mean, did you see know. Gangstar dropped a new music this week? What? Or new Gangstar music came out only on Apple Music because DJ you? Premier dropped it. They found like an old tape. Or something? Yeah, DJ Premier posted it, and I was like, my like me, Andres, and Ant were like. Rah! Um, personally my all-time favorite song is the reminisce over you by p rock seal smooth i accidentally got mecca and the soul brother when i was way too young for that album and it basically shapes my entire life uh i used to love her by common i think is lyrically the greatest song ever um 
the message by Grandmaster Flash of the Furious Five has to be top five. Uh, Kicking the Door by Biggie, I think, is Biggie's best lyrical song, but it's not his best song. But I think that's lyrically his best song. Uh, Exhibit A and Exhibit C by J Electronica. Uh, just Kendrick Lamar's verse from Control basically changed all of hip hop for the last 10 years. And there's, I could talk about this forever. I really could, but we have no time. Anyway, Gee, how many people would it take to be Izzy in a fight? People that haven't changed. I just finished rewatching the Matrix trilogy, and there's this scene with Neo fighting 200 Smith. So in this case, it couldn't be Smith because Smith is, is he knows how to fight. So it would be, I think, Easy would have to fight. Uh, I think six or eight. I think I think I think that's a good number. But both eight? both would have to attack at the same time, just like crazy. What you couldn't? I, just, there's a few clues. There would be you know? there would be questions I have. Like, are these all all the people 185? Are they all? Five two one twenty five. Is it eight three hundred pound men? Like, I don't no, know. Casey, how many people? His, his size could be his size. Right. It has to be his size. Yeah. Okay, if it's his size, and I'm I'm assuming they're athletically fit, but just have no fight training. Three at most. If they're just dudes, like <laughs> just just dudes. Uh, he can he can handle five guys. I think at a distance. Yeah. A lot of teeping, a lot of teeping, especially if if the guys don't record, if they don't, if they're not attacking more than two at a time, like they're kind of, you know, in like bad action movies when there's a bunch of guys, that, for some reason, they only yeah. go one at a time and then the next guy goes, ah, and they go in and the next guy, you know, so if it's no more than two at a time, I think everyone at the same time. Yeah. If it's at the same time, yeah, no more than three. As, as good as he is. Now, if it was Ryan Hall, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he, he can handle a couple of buses full of like just strong men. Like it's Ryan freaking Hall, man. So uh, all low just doesn't even have just looks at him, be like, yeah, really, just, and then they just like walk away. Yeah, he just go. Hmm. How about Lobov? Lobov? Yeah. Oof. Oh man. Well, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Uh, Terrence Leverett, can we all admit that blonde hair dye is the new PEDs? Proof, Charles Oliveira, Figgy, and Bronson. If Max had the Super Saiyan hair during the fight with Alex, he would have had all 10 seven rounds, JK. What is everyone doing to stay positive during this COVID holiday season? Well, oh, stay positive? No, no, stay negative, sir. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yes, blonde dyed hair is the new PEDs, 100%. I'll say it, or silver hair, because I think Charles Oliveira's was a little silver and then it washed out. So uh, everyone knows my affinity for dyed silver hair. I had it for about a year. But, Gee, what are you doing to stay negative during this COVID <laughs> holiday season? I just stay home. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good answer. Home. Yeah. Are you guys pretty much in the same situation as we are? At least yeah. we're. Uh, the number of cases and, uh, is, and deaths is going up again in Brazil, especially in Rio and Sao Paulo. And people are in denial. They uh, just don't care anymore. They don't seem to care anymore. Really? It's getting closer. I mean, in the number of, of cases of people around us, it's, it's, it's going up. I mean, the first, in Brazil, there was no first wave and second wave of COVID in Brazil because we only had one big wave that never stopped. So they don't, they act like, no, there's no second wave. Of course, we, ne we never got off the first wave to begin with. So 
but uh <laughs> but yes yeah, but there's a lot of people around us getting uh getting covid uh, we, we we lost friends for covid so it's uh it sucks and people don't seem to care anymore that's why I'm, i don't leave home i just stay home <laughs> jesus yeah casey what are you doing to stay negative in the holiday season I built a I built a dang dojo in my garage. That's what I did. There you uh, go. Yeah, um, I used to I used to have just a, a bag and one mat in there, but now I have pretty mm -hmm. much the entire place matted out, and I have two heavy bags in there. And um, yeah, now I just have a uh, a couple people in my small pod, I guess. And um, yeah, we just we just now train in the garage now, and occasionally we go to the park. And um, I'm hoping. <sighs> late spring that you know i can start randomly grabbing other men in other gyms <laughs> and um yeah that's uh that's about it just um yeah but i'm watching a lot, i get to watch lots of movies and catch up on old tv shows so this is that's that's a positive cyberpunk just came out and that is the only thing my life revolves around besides mixed martial arts right now it is buggy as hell i know our Mutual friend Cynthia is playing it too, or I think her girlfriend was playing it. It's great. Just fix the bugs. What is Cyberpunk? How good is that? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, it really I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm it's a big so GTA fun. guy. It's a, a big GTA uh, guy. Is it better? It's is like it it's is by the good? company that made The Witcher. Uh, so it is the most immersive city I've ever seen in a video game where you can pretty much do anything, but it's it's like in the future. So there's like cars, like cyberpunk, you don't necessarily need flying cars, but like everyone has like uh, animatronic body parts and you can get like implants and you, you can like run. It's basically like if you see the movie Akita, it's like that city or like uh, um, district nine style world. Like it's that type of world and it's first person. So it's like the Witcher meets Skyrim in a cyberpunk futuristic world. It is so sensory overwhelming like you don't know what to do half the time there's so much stuff to do it's great it is so fun it's just i have an xbox one and from what i've read all of the npcs are like their own characters so when it loads a new screen my the fan on my xbox just goes ballistic because it's trying to load like 400 individual characters at once onto my screen it's phenomenal go play it but don't get it until the patch comes out is there a story? Is there a storyline, or is it like? Yeah. Uh, or is it, or I'm, is pretty, I'm pretty early into the game, but it's like if you've ever played like GTA or Skyrim mm -hmm. or anything, there is a story, but you don't have to do it because it's so open world that I'm I haven't even I've only done the first part of the main storyline, and now I'm just running around the city trying to figure things out, like how to pick up weapons and pick and like cyber attack people so i can't even tell you where the storyline is going because i haven't gotten there yet all i know is you're a character that is getting back to the city and you're thrust back into your world but you have to pick your backstory at the beginning like are you an ex-cop are you an ex-con are you an ex-homeless man like it's pretty wild it's pretty wild <laughs> ex-cop ex-homeless man <laughs> and I would go homeless when man, you're like building when you're building the character like physically it's like you have to like how big of your genitalia are you? Like that's literally how immersive it is the character building. Yeah. Dude, come on, man. It, everyone everyone maxed it out, right? Like it's like, it's like you, know, max it you can be a you can be a you can be a girl, you can be a female or a male. 
I'm, I'm, it don't matter. I'm still maxing it out. Yeah. Oh, you can be a male that that you can be. Uh, Tell me more. Too. You can be a male that that has a female voice that, you, but you you're like you're you you refer to yourself as they or them. It's very fascinating. It's a very fascinating game. Segui, <laughs> so, um, how how big did you make your genitalia? <laughs> That's a good question. I have to buy the game to decide. <laughs> yeah. like, it's very fun. It is so fun. I have it on Xbox, but it's crashed twice just because the it's it's not it's it's if you have if you want to buy it, get the new console first and then buy it because it's definitely not optimal for an Xbox One or PS4. Oh, I think I've I, I have read that or heard that that uh, it, yeah, it doesn't work on PS4 too well. Well, really, yeah, you can, you can, man. The, the, sorry, I, I when, when you said you can adjust the size of your genitalia, I, I like I just quit listening after that. I was just kind of <laughs> you can control you can um, control the voice, your voice too. So you can be like a huge buff dude with like a woman's voice, and it's so funny. Like some of the characters that I see online is they have this huge guy with like dreadlocks and scars and cybernetic parts all over his body, and they're like, "Hey, it's very funny. It's very very funny." People are having fun with it. <laughs> sign, whoever that guy is, sign him, Dana. I want, I want to see this yeah. guy. <laughs> there is one of the one of the side missions is you have to go become the underground fight champion of the city. <laughs> can you just? Uh, is it like GTA where you can just get if you're just bored? You're like, ah, I'm just going to decide to just to kill some random yeah, people. One hundred percent. One. You also get a car, so you can just like go on a rampage like whenever you want. Nice. Just like real life. Yeah. Uh, just like real life he says <laughs> Tristan Gordet any solution of who a fighter should be fighting whether they are unranked or not Wonderboy complained about Shamaya jumping the line and we know we now find out Romero turned down fighters ranked below him Um, I mean the solution should be the rankings <laughs> but that's not no one uses those anymore but Gee, to answer Tristan's question what is the solution for all of these, who should be fighting who? I think the only solution is tournaments. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the Bellator tournaments or that's, the PFL yeah. system, that's the only solution. And that's matchmaking, it's business, not on, not, it's not only sports. So then there's no solution. Those ranks, the UFC rankings are a joke. So just ignore those. Remember when Dana said, oh, I don't know who it was about, maybe who won? But I think someone asked him, what's next for him? Dana's like, well, we'll have to see when the rankings come out or something. Yeah. Like, what does that yeah. matter, though? Like, I don't understand when he said that. I was like, okay. But you guys, <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't, it's like, if, if he's, so if he's ranked at number two, he gets a title shot. That doesn't, I just didn't know what that meant. So, um. Means he gets more Reebok money. Free shoes. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, now it's going to be Venom, right? No, no, it used to be, uh, the Reebok money used to be, Based on rankings, but then they they change for number of fights. Right, right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That. It was, it was now it's number of fights. Yeah, because if people, journalists started to hop off the the panel because they didn't want to control how much money fighters made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And number of fights things suck too because um yeah like, yeah we have, we know why that sucks. It's it's like Michael, it's good for the Michael Michael Chandler's coming in. They're gonna make twenty five hundred, right? Yeah, from real money. That's what, like, that. like Cyborg in her final fight in the UFC when she fought Felicia Spencer, I think she said she made like six thousand bucks 
or somewhere yeah, or whatever, buck, whatever, yeah. whatever the bare minimum was. What are the bare it minimum? It was, uh, yeah, it's like it's good for the fighters that are like maybe like four and zero coming off the contender series because they get money from Reebok and they don't have to worry about convincing sponsors to to sign them. But then when you get guys like I don't know Justin Gaethje who when he'd fight a World Series of Fighting or maybe not, maybe that's a bad example, but like pre Reebok. Like you could just it's load for, up your for, for someone like Charles Oliveira for a lot of Brazilians that that yeah. really make a lot of money from sponsors and you get like uh, ten thousand dollars in sponsors. That's a lot of money. It's a way more than any of them would would, would ever make uh, without interesting Reebok deal. So before you know, Reebok, that's, that's before why if, Reebok. if you ask every every UFC fighter uh, if they like the Reebok deal, I would say ninety uh, percent of the Brazilian fighters would say they, they love it because there's more money than they than they would ever make without the deal what was the biggest um sponsor sponsorship company before reebok in brazil like when, when, they, when you could when you when <laughs> you could have it was bonnie they 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 used to sponsor a lot of fighters and pretoria was a fight where yeah. they would sponsor even the octagon mats i remember times. that uh, Venom they, was a they, big one down were, there, right? Yeah, Venom as well. Venom still sponsors a lot of fighters. I think Jose Aldo, Machida. Uh, Didn't Machida yeah. have I head and shoulders? Yeah, she was, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a head and shoulders Machida um, bottle. Yeah. That's so. You still have it? Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, then he yeah. walked out with a hat and stuff. Yeah, I remember Bonas. I, that was funny. Yeah, that was the, one of the, the purple hats. Those the purple hats. Yeah, yeah, the purple hat. In the uh, in the old USB Undisputed Three, that was one of the few sponsors you could get. Oh, oh no, wrong one! Don't don't look at that! Don't look at that! Remember these guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do remember those. But this is great! Like, like companies like this was like they were giving you know good money to just you know no names on the very early prelim. So you know. I, I I would like a dynamic fastener shirt. I, you know, I would take a dynamic. I would wear a dynamic fastener shirt. Just be, I don't know why. I, I I would enjoy that much what about more. The, uh, remember, like I can't remember what it was, but like there was one card where every single fight someone had to dip your car. Yeah, yeah, d- shirt. Dip, dipyourcar.com dip, or something. Yeah, but it was every fight had one. One of the fighters had to dip your car. Shirt. Remember, full, full, remember the full tilt was sponsoring everybody. Oh my god, I forgot everybody. About that. Yeah, science yeah. was everywhere too. Yep. The first UFC cars in Rio, Pretorium would have someone in the fighters hotel uh, doing doing five week just signing them deals, so, so they would use wow. the Pretorium shorts in the fight yeah. on, on five week. So so they would have everyone on the card. Venom is will take Reebok's place. Uh, we, I, I, I don't personally know the details of the payout system no for Venom. No yeah, one no one does. But Venom has been making fight gear for a long time. I would imagine just the actual outfits might just be better material or better put together than Reebok. But I'm just that's just my assumption because they've had experience making fight kits. Venom does. They do. They make. They actually make very good gloves. Make very good gear. Actually, which Reebok did not do. We. They make pads and you know all that like tie pads and all that stuff. Now the question is, are they gonna make lots of different variations for different fighters, not just three or four? Like, oh, you're from Brazil. Yeah. Hey, let's make it yellow. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, hope. Hope. I, I think the hope is Venom is gonna have like 
200 different types of variations of it you can mix and match and put it together much like you can on cyberpunk you can you know you can just kind of create you know create your own look like yeah yeah well maybe not that much <laughs> but uh um yeah hopefully but but to answer the question there's almost zero information out there yeah. how long is this deal going for the reebok deal ends in march or something in april. i'm not 100 percent the panel deal starts in April. April. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we should be getting some details coming out pretty soon, you know. And um, I wonder, I know the answer, but I wonder if any fighters have been involved um, in the negotiations and how much they get paid. <laughs> good one. I know, I know, I know. That was a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah. I keep like asking asking fighters that it goes like so how how are negotiations going guys with Venom and UFC negotiating how much money you guys are making just to go uh, I trust I trust them yeah I'm a UFC employee and I'll do whatever they say yeah do, 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 do. Did you guys watch the Anthony Joshua fight at all. I didn't see any of it. I just saw the. I saw a little yeah, highlight. It of just it. makes me like anytime I watch really high level boxing outside of the actual like awesome fights, like especially with Clarissa Shields in the headlines now. I wish the UFC would let the fighters have fun entrances. I really do. They rule so much. I know. Like yeah, the professional. I know. Like I have. I do have friends who think they're stupid and like they're they have no place in the world. But I absolutely love them. Who. People just want to see the fights. They don't want to set people that people that live in the town of Footloose, Casey, don't want to have. Yeah, no. Jeez. But can't be bigger than the UFC. Uh, I, I, it just, uh, I came in. But that's the case in WWE. That's the case in comic books. Like in the '90s, we saw artists like. Jim Lee, Rob Layfield, Todd McFarlane, they got such a cult following that they could they could just leave and all of their fans would follow them. And now DC and Marvel are doing everything they can not to make these rock star artists anymore. So tale is all this time when it comes to com- companies. Um, I, I'm going to put this out there but because I don't know very much about it because it's a lot to read up on and I haven't had the time, but... Shiger Tark on the on the youtube comments is the lawsuit even a thing well it's very much a thing <laughs> it's a thing it's happening i can't speak on it technically because i it would be the worst person to speak on it i'd be worse than dana White worse than I, yeah like it is happening go read it go to bloody elbow there i'm sure they have a great write-up on it or uh, our own steven morocco has been uh doing a lot of reporting on it too he he did a lot of live tweets based on it so if you want all of the information on the current class action lawsuit against the UFC outside of Dana White saying, I don't know, I'm not talking about it, go to one, go to Bloody Elbow or Steve Morocco or any of the other yeah. sites out there that are doing journalistic work on it because none of the harsh three can speak on it without being incorrect about even one thing. And with lawsuits, you can't be incorrect <laughs> on one thing. You need to be 100% on everything. But I think we can confirm it is a thing, though. Yes, And by Dana White saying he doesn't know anything about it, you know it's a big deal. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. And you, the payout is in the billions if it's if it happens. So, yeah, got, like it is very much a thing. 
I only read the first couple of paragraphs, but there's uh, apparently a good uh, good article by Kevin Draper in the New York Times about it too. Mm-hmm. And um, or or just get on Twitter, hit up uh, Josh Nash, uh, uh, Paul, Dr. Paul Gift. Um, who's the fighter? The main um, the Nate main Corey. Nate Corey. Just hit him up. You know, I'm sure those I'm sure those gentlemen are very happy to send you some links, Mister uh, Mister Tark. Nate Corey is a good follow on Twitter, even if you disagree with anything he says. He's I love just, that guy. <laughs> yeah, like I know a lot of people like they use Twitter to get in arguments, but I just I don't know. He's a good, he's a f- informed, uh, follow like tweeter, and even if he doesn't know something, it seems like he's doing his due diligence to figure stuff out. Cool, cool. Just a few more questions in. I like this one. Where is it? Agree, uh, Tristan Gordet again. Agree with Hooker's assessment of the type of fighters that Tony and Oliveira are. So Tony is a crowd fighter, pointing out the two losses while Oliveira doesn't do well under pressure of big fights. Um, I know Dan Hooker said this, but I didn't get his exact quote. But Casey, what what are your thoughts? Look, like you're about to say something. You know, it's funny. I I, uh, I saw the headlines for this article today, and just I think yesterday I tweeted out the same exact thing, and. It was it was it was kind of half jokingly, but like two Tony's two ah, sorry Tony's two worst losses in his career basically have came at, have come when zero crowd was there the Gaethje and uh, Oliveira loss just dominant losses Kevin um, Oliveira's two biggest wins of his career came with zero fans Kevin Lee and Tony Ferguson so I was kind of joking like oh well you know clearly that was the reason but. I do think there's a little truth to that, you know. Um, I'm not saying those fights go the other way. I'm not saying if there was, a, you know, 10,000 people in the crowd, Tony Ferguson beats Justin Gaethje or, you know, whatever. But um, but crowds have to affect people. I mean, do they affect them enough where you can, you know, turn a loss into a win? I don't know. But I do feel those fights are more competitive if Tony Ferguson has, you know, 15,000 people chanting his name. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we've talked about it on preview shows. We are big fans of the scientific method here on MMAfighting.com, and the evidence is out there. Um, <laughs> we obviously need more data first. Like if Charles Oliveira fights a big name with a crowd, because you know you can't just have one side of, of, a, of an experiment. You also need the other side. So we need, we need Tony Ferguson to fight in a big crowd again, and we need Charles Oliveira to fight a big crowd again against big names to get the full thing. But – what do you think of uh, Mr. Tristan's question? I think it definitely affects, but I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold much weight weight on that on both fights. And I, I, I think Tony lost because he fought someone uh, in just Gage has great takedown defense, punched like a maniac, and uh, Tony did an extra weight cut he didn't need to do, and that definitely affected him. And now he 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 fought someone. Who has a better grappling? So he lost. That's. I, I don't think uh, having a crowd or not affects that much. I think it affects a little bit, of course, but not that much in, to to change the the, the result. Now, I'm not saying Tony Ferguson wouldn't win uh, with a, I, I, in a in a rematch with a crowd, you know. But I don't think it it it, it changed that much. But is the fight different? Is it? Is, I'm not saying like, Tony wins either of those fights, but like. Those are lopsided losses. I mean, outside of I think okay against Tony against Oliveira, did Oliveira even get really even touched 
that entire 15 minutes. And I think outside of one maybe good punch that he hit Gaethje with, I can't think that he... I don't know. I just... I, 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 I would just hope that a crowd... I, I would think a crowd would make the fight a little more competitive of Tony. That's all. I don't... Yeah, and, and, and people uh, get used to the environment. I, I remember when, when the UFC first came to Brazil, mm -hmm. Brazilians would win basically every fight. And now they're, they're, they're not winning every fight anymore. So I, I think people got used to coming to Brazil and mm -hmm. listening fans saying they're going to die, and they just <laughs> ignore that and win the fights. Yeah. So. It also, coincidentally enough, Tony Ferguson is past his prime and Charles Oliveira is yeah. just hitting his prime. Yeah. Yeah, so the crowd is great, but they're also physically at different parts of their, like when Charles Oliveira debuted, he was 20. Right. And like, we were seeing him lose to these big names, but now it seems like he's in his physical prime. He's at the right weight class. He's only gotten better. Technically Tony Ferguson, we all agree his skills haven't diminished. I think people a catch up after a while. We saw with Ronda Rousey, uh, the only fighter where people really haven't caught up to was GSP and John. And, like, even John, like, his last few fights have looked more competitive. Like, they have been more competitive than ever before. Yeah, very much, And yeah. Tony Ferguson beat Anthony Pettis, took a lot of damage in that fight, beat Cowboy, blew his eye up, but then... First round, super competitive, remember, too. Super competitive. Got pieced up by Justin Gaethje. Also, he, Kevin Lee got full mount on Tony Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. So... Uh, Tony Ferguson is, wins wins fair and square. There also might just be a different parts of their career. As the word of the week last week, crossroads fight. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do we? Talk uh, about? I know, I know. I know. Ariel says it once, and then it just becomes like this giant thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, but I, back to that point though, I I am forgetting a, a big point of this too, and this is what Tony mentioned in his Instagram post. It's not only the crowd; it's the entire fight week too. It's like, I agree. I mean, like you've, you've been to the fight weeks. Like, you know, usually, usually when you walk to the lobby, you're going to see a bunch of fighters and camps. There's fans. There's like, you know, a, there's like always like ten dudes with like you no know, bunch of pictures just waiting to get signed and everything. It's just a, it's a fight week. It's a fight week. Also, feel. and it's just gone. At the corner, Tisha Torres has had way more strict yeah. rules for. So now you can't even They're leave to bubble, go like. Yeah. Your, yeah, they actually did a bubble this week, and it's not like a cool so, big bubble like in like the NBA does. It's just like you're stuck in this one Holiday Inn, you know. That's the bubble, Holiday Inn, or yeah. whatever. This was Tony Ferguson's first Apex fight. It was Charles Oliveira's first Apex? But then, like, look at Kevin Holland. He's fought in a million of them, and he's basically this is an old hat for him now. Speaking of which, we haven't gotten any questions on it, oh. Garamay. What did you make of your? fellow Brazilians losses in with Junior Dos Santos and mm -hmm. Jacare Souza to uh to say they're Brazilian legends would be an understatement but in a this part in, in this time the UFC is talking about cutting fighters uh what did you make of Jacare and Junior's performances last weekend uh Cigano's loss was kind of expected I mm -hmm. expect him to lose and I and I and I picked him to lose by by knockout because I don't know Cara I mean it's uh it's tough, but 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 the Jacare one really really surprised me. Shocking. Uh, Kevin Holland was yeah. Uh, Kevin Holland on, on the ground just trying for a triangle against Jacare. That was surprising. But he, of course, he, he never expects to to submit Jacare. But he was just keeping him focused on something else while he was landing elbows and stuff like that from 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 the bottom and then just knocking him out just like that. That was that was insane. That was insane. Was in, that was one of the most insane knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I picked Jack Jacare to win the fight, but I but it, it wasn't one of those fights that fourth. Oh man, 
There, there's no way he can lose. Yeah, I, 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 I knew it was a tough one, but I was picking him to win. Uh, now they are both on, on complicated situations in the UFC. Dana's already said he thinks Junior should probably call it a career. Yeah. Or fight for a lot less money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think he has more fights in his EO. I don't know how many, but I, but I, but I think he re-signed with UFC not, not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think he, 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 he wants to stop fighting. I, I think he wants to keep going, but four straight losses by knockout, it's, yeah. it's tough. My thing, my thing with guys like and UFC keeps giving him monsters. This is know? the this yeah, is the issue. Like this is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. It's, it's, it's like the Anderson Silva situation. If if you think uh, JDS needs to start fighting, just don't book him against uh, a top ten, a top five, or right. uh, lump some some someone like Sip 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 uh, Gane, 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 Cyril Gane, Gane, Gane. Yeah, so. So don't 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 book those fights, you know. But of course, the UFC is gonna do that because they want they they want Gun to become the next big thing mm-hmm. by beating JDS. So it's a weird part about prize fighting. How once you get to a certain level, say JDS, you're not like you're not allowed to go back down yeah. a level. Like once mm-hmm. you become a top five fighter, you can some reason you can only fight top five fighters or people that the UFC think will be a top five fighter. But like. Why not put JDS against John Vellante? <laughs> you know, like, it's like, like give, give the man a break, you know. Or I mean, I don't want to. I'm not trying to trash John Vellante, but um, you Mike know, but, but but he looks great in that, that heavyweight body. I just, I just, I love, I love heavyweight John Vellante. By well, the way, <laughs> I think, I think that Junior got the treatment where, like, remember, he's the one that welcomed Blagoj Ivanov to the UFC five rounds, and then he fought tied to Ivasu, who's on a run for five rounds in his next fight. So. They gave him to people they thought could be a big deal, and he smoked them. And then, well, not smoked. Like he, he's. I think he smoked an injured Blagoy, and then Ty yeah. looked had, had. That was pre AKA Ty. Um, and then they gave him and Ganu, and Curtis Blaze and Jairzinho, and then they gave him another prospect, like they gave with Blagoy and Ty, and Cyril Gan beat him. So it's like the Charles Oliveira Tony Ferguson conversation we just had. They're just at different part, different parts of their career. Who would you who if he fights again in the UFC? Who should he fight? Rematch Ben Rothwell, Alexi Olenek. Dude, I want to I want to give Junior some guy I've never. Whoever, uh, who is that? Paul co- Harris. No, no, no. Way back, way in the back of the line. Like, who is the guy? Uh, that that the cop. He's the, the his cop. He has two. Yeah, wins. I think he has a fight. Dukakis, Dukakis whatever. His yeah, name is. The fight the guy. guy. He should fight the guy that Dukakis just beat. I don't even know his name, but that's who we should fight. That's who that Junior needs to fight. Those guys, those heavyweights. Because I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that guy get knocked out before. That's about it. If you like, I don't know. That's why. I Why want. not rematch Stefan Struve? They they fought ten years ago. There you go. Something like that. I can see that. That was Junior's second fight in the UFC. <laughs> who would win right now? If you rematch him right now, Junior DeSantos or Verdum? That's a rematch. I wish we got to see. Verdum. I would, I, would, I would pick Verdum. I'll pick Verdum too. Yeah, same. It's, it's just interesting, you know? Like, like after all these years, now we're on Verdum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Which 12, 10? We went a little over time. Yeah, man. No media day today. Media is tomorrow. Gui was just a big blabbermouth today. Look at it. Now we're yeah, over right. time, man. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, guys. We ready to wrap it up? 
Sure. Uh, so thanks everyone for the t- for joining us on this episode of the A Side Live Chat. Gee, you know the drill. The floor is yours to say whatever you want to say about whatever you want to say. Uh, I just want to say give Charles Oliveira give Charles Oliveira a title shot. Whoa, that's it. Well, it's not gonna happen, sad. but he deserves it. Interim title? Both, are they going? Are they? Is Habib getting stripped? Habib's not coming back. Why do you Habib's think that? Yeah, yeah. So nah. then he vacated the title. Oliver yeah. versus and who? Then, uh, whoever wins in Conor and Dustin. Could Charles Oliveira be a superstar? The UFC wants to make money, so of course one of those guys is gonna fight for the for the title next. So, could Charles Oliveira be a big could, could Charles Oliveira be a big superstar in Brazil? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the UFC needs to 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 push him. They don't. They don't I agree. do anything with him. Casey, what do you got to say? I am excited about this card this uh, Saturday. It's a great fight night. I think it even has a earlier start time. So uh, yeah, I'm just ex- actually I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to get through this card and then was it two three weeks off of no major cards? Like After a month. That, a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Ryzen. Okay. Well, no, yeah. No, domestic cards. Oh yeah, I'm totally okay. looking forward to Ryzen. Oh Maybe man, so. I'm already thinking about the fact that I'm gonna be. I'm bummed that I won't be in Tokyo to actually see the event, but I am excited to just be on my couch watch it. and yeah. watch it. That's actually People, kinda, I'm actually kind of excited about it. So I'm last year I wrote the event of the year for the site and I had to write it like by Christmas and then Ryzen happened. I was like, why did you make me write this a week before Ryzen? So I'm not writing it until Ryzen and the next UFC card are over because for all we know, Ryzen, those yeah. two could be bangers. Anyway, Ryzen, that's, yeah. all the, that's all the time we got. We'll talk about Ryzen more next week or even closer to the actual card. Thank you so much, Guy, for stopping by. It is always an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Casey on the ones and twos per usual. We're out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.